Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University. This is Jonathan Holloway, Yale Professor of History, African American Studies, and American Studies, recounting his visit to the Beinecke Rare Book and Manuscript Library and the transformative experience that grew out of his surprise encounter with Richard Wright's landmark text, Native Son. Richard Wright, Native Son, and the Beinecke being brought to my senses. In 1985, I arrived at college determined to be a sports orthopedic surgeon. That lasted six weeks. I next knew that I would become a corporate attorney. They made a lot of money as well. This was the depth of my career aspirations when I was 18. That plan held tight until the winter break of my senior year, when after a half-hour meeting with my uncle, the attorney, I was scared straight. The law would not be for me. A few weeks before I graduated from college, an advisor pulled me aside and asked me about my future plans. Perhaps it was my wide-eyed stare that invited him to give me advice and suggest that I consider pursuing a PhD in history or American studies. In truth, I don't really know what he saw in me that day, but I took his suggestion, molded over, and decided to give things a shot. Fourteen months later, I found myself in New Haven, walking around the Yale campus and wondering if I actually belonged in graduate school. I had spent the summer preparing myself, putting aside the junky novels, turning off the TV, and reading some of those books I felt I should have read years before, but had never taken advantage of the chance. Great books like Ralph Ellison's The Invisible Man and Richard Wright's Native Son. I remember being overwhelmed by the epic scale of Ellison's masterpiece, and then being alternately mesmerized and terrified by Wright's. For some strange reason, I convinced myself that Native Son was appropriate bedtime reading. And for those of you who don't know the book, it is definitely not bedtime reading, but rather meant for the day with the shades up, the windows open, and the lights on. I can only wonder how much sleep I lost while descending into bigger Thomas's nightmare. I recall feeling on successive nights that I could safely put the book down at the end of a particularly intense scene only to turn the page and encounter such torrents of physical, psychological, and emotional violence that I had no choice but to keep reading. Staring at the ceiling in my darkened room, unable to go to sleep, but unable to read more, I felt like I was experiencing some kind of baptism by fire. Baptism by fire. Interesting words to use as I reflect upon my transition to graduate school. My summer reading complete, I headed to New Haven to begin my course of study in the Department of History. I was nowhere near as certain about this whole PhD thing as I had been, if only temporarily, years earlier when I knew I was going to be a surgeon or an attorney. In those first few weeks of graduate school, I read like I never had read before in my life, found myself in mind-bending conversations around the seminar table, and caught myself wondering anew if I belonged. One day, in an effort to get better acquainted with my environment, I decided to start visiting several different Yale buildings. My first stop was the Beinecke Rare Books and Manuscripts Library. I must confess that I was a bit disappointed that I actually couldn't see through the marble panels on the walls. Apparently I had translucent confused with transparent. But I was taken in by the space's subdued beauty. I walked up the steps to the mezzanine and found myself staring at the display case holding the glorious Gutenberg Bible. What other treasures awaited my discovery in the smaller display cases that lined the proximate wall? 
It turns out there was a themed exhibit organized around radical writers of the 1930s. I was in something of a rush, and so I just looked inside the cases as I walked by, not bothering to stop to read the accompanying text. But a funny thing happened when I got to one of the final display cases. My eyes casually rolled over the writer's galley and the handwritten blue pencil edits, and then some of the words began to sound familiar to me. I moved closer, and this time began to read with greater care. A cloud began to lift, and I pressed that much closer to the glass. Could it be? My pulse quickened as I flashed back to those late nights in the summer when I could not go to sleep because Bigger Thomas's nightmare had become my own. And there it was, right before me, native son in draft, with Wright's corrections filling the margins. I took a breath, turned to take in the whole wall of exhibits I had just passed by, turned a little more, and really looked for the first time at the magnificent column of rare books filling up the central core in the library. I'm not a religious person, but at that moment, with Richard Wright and Bigger Thomas swirling in my head, I looked skyward in the Beinecke and felt transported. This. This was a project that was much bigger than my imagination could have permitted prior to that moment. This place, this rare books repository, was at the heart of why I needed to be in graduate school. Discovering that Richard Wright's papers were two floors beneath me, that I could bear witness to his own thought processes simply by requesting a box full of his files, that I could touch history in this way. Well, this was a revelation that far outstripped any I had experienced in college. I looked at all of the Beinecke interior and thought with no little reverence. So this is what the life of the mind is about. This will be my cathedral. As I think to my own little moment of transcendence and reflect upon how I came to be here today, it is fitting that I acknowledge Richard Wright's words, and Native Son in particular. In retrospect, one can say that it is Native Son's opening refrain that brought me to a new place I would call home while in graduate school, and that I continue to call home today. It is fitting, even poetic, that the very text I used to propel me toward graduate school the very text that captivated and terrified me with its power, the text that, if you will, brought me to my senses and told me that I did belong in graduate school, that this text begins with a jarring demand, a call to action, a summons. And I quote, Bring! That was Jonathan Holloway, Yale Professor of History, African American Studies, and American Studies, recounting the transformative experience that grew out of his encounter with Richard Wright's landmark text, Native Son. The Richard Wright papers are held at the Beinecke Rare Book and Manuscript Library at Yale University. For more information about the Beinecke's collections, programs, and exhibits, please visit www.library.yale.edu slash Beinecke.